Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, FitPro podcast listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I have the great privilege of interviewing Mr. Brad Lloyd. Brad is the owner of Atlanta Marketing Center. And Brad Brad says, if you want to earn more money, attract more customers, and have the best years of your life, then his recommendation is that you should choose marketing because it is the only mindset that will make your business grow. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you, Andy. I look forward to this opportunity. Um, that was a very brief intro. Would you mind giving the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you're currently up to? Okay, yes. My name is Brad Lloyd, and I'm founder of Atlanta Marketing Center. And when the economy shifted in 2008, I left a, a successful – I've been self-employed since 1991, but I changed my direction from being a sales re- independent sales rep for a furniture manufacturer because when 2008 came around, there were no customers. I don't know if you remember that, but, but basically the world uh, fell down and, 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 and got a big kick in the head in 2008. So I decided I'd reinvent myself. I had a lot of money in the bank, had a lot of energy, reinvent myself. And what I did is I, I, what I need, what the world needed then was affluent customers that wanted to buy products. And uh, that was the only market that was really alive in 2009 were the people that were rich or affluent. So I spent uh, probably 15,000 hours since January 2009 uh, perfecting my craft, uh, marketing, copywriting, and um, uh, selling techniques. And you've still got to sell. The world has changed since 2008 where the trust has gone just terribly low. Uh, it's just, it's just a, it's a different world. Business is tougher than it's ever been. And, uh, and that's what I worked my buns off. And I think that I, what I've discovered is through a lot of hard work and, and studying a lot of the great uh, mentors that I've studied, like Ted Nicholas is where I started. Uh, Jay Abraham, I still follow him closely. I still read everything really eight producers. And uh, Dave Kennedy, uh, Perry Marshall, Bob Blythe, the list goes on. But I have about a $150,000 library that I put into it. I read a book a week, and I'm really intense on uh, growing businesses easier, faster, and smarter. Wow, uh, thanks. That's a great info, and that's a great um, information that the audience can learn a little bit more about you. Now, Brad, you are the marketing expert, and for most business owners, um, marketing can be a mystery. Sometimes uh, things work for a little while, and then other times things don't work at all, and it's a huge waste of money. And for most small business owners, um, you know, we don't have that money to, to spare. Um, can you walk us, the audience, through an effective marketing system with your 10 profit triggers? Yeah, I sure can. First off, things do change. And, and what I call a control, a control is the top-running marketing message at the time. It's called, it's called a control. But that control is not always going to be a great control. Things are going to change. People are going to change. Competition's going to knock it off and stuff like that. There is something you want to probably Google is the New York Times uh, uh, ad. Uh, it, 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 my website is Atlanta Marketing Center, but email is Brad at Atlanta Marketing Center. But there's, a, there's an ad 
that the New York Times wrote that lasted the top control for like three decades, that would be something that you would want to look at. But when you think of marketing, it really starts, you really, the first thing you have to do is you have to start with um, the prospect. It's all about the prospect and, and not about what you offer. It's, it, it's the prospects and the benefits that the prospects receive. So when you're putting an ad together, you have to have a headline that captures their attention. It's going to be a big promise. But your headline is the ad to the ad. And then you're going to have to have some type of uh, a thing, some type of mechanism that creates desire, something that, that, that talks to their pain and says that you understand my pain and you can, and this is, you need to keep reading because this is what you're building your desire and what you're about to experience. Then you have an irresistible offer. An irresistible offer in your advertising is simply to get people to raise their hand and say, I'm interested in learning more, more. So that irresistible offer has to be really irresistible. Like they are going to give their first name, email address, or they're going to call an agent number, or they're going to send a letter. They're going to, they're going to respond in some way, and they, they just want this, this, this irresistible offer so well. Then you have a measurable call to action, which is measurable call, call to action, like I said, and you have a deadline. That, in a nutshell, is direct response marketing. Direct response marketing takes about three hours to learn, but about 30 years to perfect. So... Uh, direct response marketing is the only type of marketing that small business owners should be doing. Do not think that you can act like like a beer or soda maker that has that can spend you know forty million dollars on Super Bowl commercials and not generate a single lead. They 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 can afford to do that. They have the ego. They can do that. Anybody on this this thing, every every everybody listening to this podcast, when they spend ten bucks, they want to get twenty bucks or or fifty bucks back before the bills due. Would you agree? Absolutely. Okay, so I kind of made it simple, and I and I created something called the Ten Profit Triggers at my website dot com. You do slash Ten Profit Triggers, Ten Hyphen Profit Dat Triggers. And you can get what well, you can get, get what I'm talking about right now. So you have to look at the kind of in a simple way. You look at the before unit. The before unit is getting your customer to the table to buy from you. So everything like under the radar that you need to do before you actually sell a customer, that's called your before building box. When you're actually selling a customer or working with a customer, we call that the during building box. And then when you're after you close the sale, you have the after building blocks. When you have systems for all 10 profit traders, you'll be, you'll, your business will soar. It'll be, it'll grow. You'll be, it'll be more profitable. It'll be more sellable because it's all about the prospect. So the first thing I'm talking about is the first profit trigger. That's called narrowing down your, your market to a single market at a time or one niche at a time. You're better, well, the best thing to say about that, which you'll learn when you go to my website, trying to market everybody the same is like marketing to nobody. And they only care about what's in it for them. So when you're talking to a, a, a housewife that, you know, has had some kids and she's overweight, you have to talk to her differently than you're talking to a guy that got a divorce and you want to get all fucked up so you can get married again. You got to talk the language or you have to resonate. Well, best way to say that you have to crawl into the conversation going into, going on in your prospect mind, empathizing exactly what they're feeling, what they're experiencing on emotional level. And then you have to, have to talk to them that you're empathizing with their pain. And when you, when you, when they, they feel like they know, like, and trust you, then you can start giving your offer. Then you can start talking, you can start feature pacing them to what joining a, a healthy lifestyle is going to do for them, their life. 
they're going to buy the healthy lifestyle more than anything about, uh, you know, think of all the emotional reasons that people want to be healthy. And trust me, I exercise and I walk and like I stuff, and I'm happy when my, when my, my, my abs are, are good. I mean, I don't want a, belly, a beer belly. I mean, I don't think anybody wants a beer belly. But you, you have to sell the end product in mind and reverse, reverse engineer how they're going to get that. That's what, how you're going to resonate somebody to change. And change is very difficult for people. Right. So, any questions on narrowing down the single narrow down your, your niche or your market? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, you want to narrow down to your specific target market that you're trying to um, reach. Find out what their pain points are and make your ad um, focus on that. Yeah, because, because that's all they're going to care about. What's in it for them? But you want to specifically market to people that you know exactly what's going on in their head. Hopefully you're going to have their first name, at least their first name or their email address or something. Going blind out there is, is difficult. Now, you can't do an ad in a, in a magazine thing, that, thing that, that just sells the value and benefits and that kind of stuff with an opt-in to get the lead magnet that you're going to create, which I'll kind of cover that going forward. The next next year we cover that. So inspiring your perfect prospect to pursue you rather than you pursue them. It's got to sound good to say, I want them to be calling me and chasing me other than me doing it the other way around. And the only way that you're going to do that is to give them the solution to their pain. You have to agitate their pain. You have to uh, 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 you know, identify their pain, agitate their pain, twist the knife on their pain, position you as the only person that can solve their pain, and then you give you a solution. That's a common formula. So when you have that type of information, like a special report, the three things you must know before going into a gym, or the five things you must know before hiring a trainer, or all those types of things. There's a million types of, of what they call white papers or case studies. You want your case studies or your white papers, which is based on factual information, to state your claims. They're not, they don't want you to state any claims. All you're going to do is get this information that, that's going to make you the hero. What you want to do is build yourself as the authority, as the go-to guy, the expert, the resource. So that, that's your whole mission that you want to be doing. Be thinking about how am I going to position myself that everything that I send them, they want to read or listen to or watch. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So you're setting yourself up as the go-to expert for whatever right. niche it is that you're trying to um, focus on. Yeah, and, and I assume most of your people are, are into in, in making people healthier, happier, and, and more content with their body. Correct. Yeah. So, so you know, that's the kind of language you want to talk. You want to, what do you mean? When people have, are overweight and not exercising, they have blood pressure issues. They have cholesterol issues. I'm very cholesterol. Blood pressure issues. They have a, a breathing issue. They have, there's a lot of issues with uh, not being healthy. So you have to take that. You have to take that and make them feel that they can change that if, if they just believe and say, take steps. Everybody just take small steps and, and then eventually they'll become giant steps in, in turning their life around. You're in the transformation business. Do you agree? Absolutely. Okay. So the third thing that you do, so you have, you narrow them down, you got their attention because you're giving this information, you have to continue to educate them so they're anxious to give you money. It's not, it's not selling, it's giving value of how you're going to transform their life. So I've just gone through the before building blocks and what you want to do, those, when you do those before building blocks well, 
when you actually come face to face or they get in front of you, it becomes much easier. They're half sold. They're more than half sold. They're 90% sold. So when, when you get in your, in your, and you're doing your presentation or your face to face to them, you want to present your unique benefits and your unique benefits only. They don't care about so what. They don't care about what, uh, what the big boss people do or anything like that. They care specifically what you do uniquely that's going to benefit them. We call this a unique selling proposition, which I got hordes of information on that, but you have to nail that. An example of one would be fresh hot pizza, 30 minutes or less guaranteed. That was a, that changed the industry for pizza. Look at the insurance business where Zyko, uh, where Zyko, uh, Geico is spending $1 billion a year in advertising to get people to spend 15 minutes to save 15% on their insurance. That's pretty strong. It's, 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 and people love speed. There's, uh, you know, it, it has to actually have to be over there overnight. There's a lot of USPs out there, but you have to nail your USP because your USP is what's gonna, it's what's gonna keep people engaged with you. You're giving them something unique, something that everybody else can't give. So that is very important. The next thing that you, now that they bought from you, you have to give them an amazing experience, excite them, executing wow factors. It's all those little touches like the $5 Starbucks card or the thank you note or the survey that you cared about, you know, how they feel. It, it's all about relationships. It's all about smoozing. I hate to say it that way, but once you, once a customer buys from you, you know, you, you want to maximize that customer's lifetime value to you. And that, that customer can give you unbelievable, they just, they, they, that's your most valuable asset is your customer if you wow them and continue to wow them. I, I, uh, and I know car dealers is a different subject, but there's something like one out of, one out of five people, one out of five people buy two cars a year. Two out of five buy one car a year. Five, uh, uh five, well, Three out of five give a testimonial every year if they're done right on a car. But how many car dealers have systems to relationship manage, relationship market their list? Not many. I don't have any that bought me. So keep that in mind that, you know, your, your easiest customer to sell is your existing customer. If you nurture them, you can't just like just, you know, let them walk away. You can't forget about them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I know um, for myself, Early on in business, I would continually go after new business opposed to going back to clients that had worked with me before. And as I've grown in business now over 10 years, my first when I'm looking to expand my business, the first place I go to is to my database, clients that I've had um, that have a relationship with me and that I can market to more effectively and they're more likely to buy from me again. Right. And when I get into my next property, the sixth property, is it providing Amazing service, benefits after the sale has been finalized. This is where winners excel. In, in your business here, just, just you know, sharing an article on a, on a diet supplement or, or anything like that, just staying engaged with them, giving them value. That is the last of the, the during units. The, the biggest money is in the after unit. Everything you've done, uh, the first profit triggers, sets up the lifetime value in referrals. So the next thing that you need to go do with every one of your customers, after you give them a thank you card, after you've allowed them to survey how they felt, after you've done some great stuff for them, and they really are wow, then you have to ask them for a testimonial. You want your testimonials to be thought out and productive. You don't just say, give me a testimonial. 
You want them to know what your unique advantages are. When they know your unique advantages, when they brag about your unique advantages, it's going to mean a thousand times more than when you talk about your unique advantages. Let your customers do the selling for you. So when you have, and I, I strongly suggest, suggest that you, you create all your unique advantages and, and you carefully craft all your testimonials to hit one at a time or, or you know, because, you know, confused mind never buys. If you just hit one unique advantage on testimonial, then the next testimony hits another unique advantage and you go through your 10 unique advantages, you're really going to have, you know, an irresistible situation there. So your testimonials are your job to get, and it's your job to get them done well. And, and you want them to, to share emotional benefits. People buy on emotion that just find logic. So everything about your testimonial has to be emotional, that they, that they have, they have been life-changing, you know, type, type testimonials that are really digging deep that the person's going to say, wow, I want that for me. Any questions on testimonials? Right, and testimonials serve as assistant sellers. Um, when you have an amazing testimonial or story of somebody that relates to a prospect that's in front of you, it helps you in the selling process. If someone, if you're working with a client and, and they were thinking about hiring you, I would have a box. And that is, the larger the box, the better. And I would fill down that box with notes of testimonial and all kinds of things that people said. And then, if, you know, I would love for you to hire me. Let me send you something before you make a decision and send them a box of testimonials, handwritten notes, and, and links to videos and all that kind of stuff. Trust me. You're going to raise your prices and, and charge more than anybody else if you make if you exceed everybody else. Yep, I agree with you absolutely. Okay, referrals. Referrals are your job as well. Oh, this is a great phrase I got from Dan Kennedy. Almost nothing automatically. Almost nothing good happens automatically. Only bad happens. Like Murphy's law. Have you ever heard of Murphy's law? Oh yeah. So you are responsible. For your customers' happiness and, and, that, and, and how they feel about you, but you're responsible to teach them and help you give you referrals. And when you have this, 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 have a great product and a great service that people love to refer, you have to teach them how to refer you. You have to educate them. You have to give them the tools, and you have to measure everything that everything I talk about. You have to have accountable, measurable systems that, that you have checklists. That if somebody is a, was a happy customer and you didn't get a referral in the first week, you need to get on the phone with them. How, how can I help you? You know, help you grow my business, or how, how can I help you further and, and just keep making them happy so that they want to give you referrals? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And referrals again is another way to get your foot in the door with a prospect, uh, and your actual clientele helps you as your assistant seller as well. And once you get that referral in the door, they're already sold on what you're capable of doing, and it makes closing that sale a lot easier. That's true. And one of the things I will add is when you communicate with your customers by email or whatever it is, you want your information to be so good that you they, they would think, this is worth paying for. He's giving it to you for free? I can't believe he keeps giving me this free, great stuff. That's what you want them thinking. Are you getting it? Yeah, absolutely. With that free stuff, is that like, would you recommend like a weekly um, newsletter or um, informational posts on Facebook? 
newsletter is the number one media for small businesses because it educates, it entertains, and it, it makes them like what it just brings your top of mind awareness and top of friend awareness. So your newsletter is your number one vehicle. But your newsletter is not a sales tool. Your newsletter is to help them. You're in the help business, not in the selling business. Right. And, and everything you're doing, we're all in this business. We're in the help business. We're in the, we're in the service business. So, so you know, I, I do a blog, you know, two days a week, and I give a, I give a lot of great information. I mean, I, I mean, I, every time I, I put send on that blog, um, you know, if you go to my blog at landmarkconcern.com and look for years of blogs, I mean, there's an amazing amount of education there. So you've got to be the educator. When you're the educator, you're the authority. You don't want to be the sales guy. No. So my next profit trigger is called client retention. It's your job to take that customer and give them everything that's going to help them improve their life. So you always got to know what's the what's next. What is the, what is going to be, be beneficial for them that, that that they want? Not what they need, but what they, what they want for client retention. Do keep in mind that clients do get lost. So the tenth profit trigger is called client reactivation. An example: If you had a a client that you're doing a training program, and my wife and I were doing a training program, and we decided uh, in, in June that we we're going to take a break. We were going every Saturday uh, and getting actually We love the workout stuff like that. It was like 20 minute drive each way, and we decided, you know, let's let's just take a break. Victoria is the girl. I think it was yeah, Victoria. It was the girl who did the trainer, and she worked with my wife. Uh, five years ago, and then we went back for about six months. We were going well, every week, and and you know that we haven't heard a I haven't heard a second from her, a, a message, and nothing from her since for three months. I'm a lost customer. Yeah. So even you know, if she, you know, she had the systems in place, you took a break. If she was smart, if you took a break, I'd still be helping you exceed your goals with your exercise and your diet. Because that's, that, because if I do it for free, they're, they're going to want to come, you know, because when you give somebody this exercise to this diet, not everybody does it perfectly. So, so they need a coach. But she's done nothing. I mean, I, I just, I hadn't thought about this for three months, but, you know, you, you take a lesson learned. It's your job to communicate with your, with your, your tribe or your herd like once a week with a, a, um, once a week with a, um, email, once a month with a, with a direct mail piece, and once a quarter with a shock and all something. And a shock and all only costs five bucks. Could be, could be, a, could be a squeezy doll or anything. But you gotta stay in the conversation. You gotta be nurturing them. You gotta be telling them that, that, that you care. Right now, that's so that covers, that covers the 10 profit triggers. I know I, I talked fast. I went through real quick. <laughs> I'm open for any questions or where are we going to go from here? No, just that last point that you made it was a point I made earlier. I mean, it, it completely makes sense. A lot of times um, trainers let clients go and no, ha have no further contact with them. They're just going after new clientele instead of trying to reactivate somebody that they've already had a relationship with. So, um, And those reactivations are a lot easier to get back in the door. But remember, almost nothing good happens automatically, only bad happens. Therefore, you have to have systems. You have to have tools. 
So you have tools. Tools are white papers or educational stuff or all kinds of stuff. Those are tools that, that, that you have to give value to your market. Then you have systems like, you know, I want to do this on day three when they're lost. You want to have systems that, that you have to map out the, 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 the customer journey. You have experience maps. You have empathy maps. That when, when things like this happen, you have the things already because you, this, this, it's not reinventing the wheel. Rather, I mean, it, it's just changing a few sentences or something. But you have the value piece, and that value piece, you know, is there that you just, you just push a button. And I use Infusionsoft, which is an excellent, excellent software, and it's all automated. You can send texts, you can send emails, you can send letters, you can send all, all kinds of stuff. But you want to have those systems in place so that you can nurture them until they die. That is that, that that is the reality. Is, is no prospect is never you know no prospect a prospect can always buy from you until they're dead. I agree. Now I love the way that you um, broke it up into three sections. A lot of times it's not. I don't think about didn't think about it that way. Was the before when you're trying to acquire the client, the during when um, you actually have them in the door, and then the after they've already purchased your service. Um, I, I love the way that's all broken down. And also, um, the other question I had for you, um, you mentioned unique selling proposition. Um, yes. Do you have any advice on how a personal trainer or fitness business owner can craft that unique selling proposition yeah. or like a book? Or- yeah. Yeah. The best thing you need to do is you need to look at your top competitors. And, and one, the good news is only about 5% of the business owners in the world understand direct response marketing and unique selling propositions and all the things I'm talking about. So you look at the guys or the girls that are that are your main competition, and you're looking at what they're doing. Once you come out come out with your USP that's powerful, they can't say, "Well, we'll we do that too," because that that's not going to be as important. So once you look at the other people doing, then you one up them, or you do better, uh, um, or, or you one up them, or or you look at other industries. Um, you know, people love money, loves speed, money loves risk reversal. Money loves uh, um, uh, transformation. Uh, money loves easy, not complimenting. Compliment, you know, complicated. Sorry about that. So that that, that she gets you rolling there. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. And do you, is there any sort of uh, literature or books that you recommend um, for learning more about USP? I, I I have a horde of information on USP, but just the other day I was working with a client, and I, I just went into Google. Uh, USP, step to USP or something like that. And I came up with a chess checklist of, and it was, it was just, I just Googled this checklist. It had like five or six things that a USP should have. And then it had examples of a bunch of USPs and which one they were missing. So when you create a USP, you want it under 25 words and you want to hit all five or six of those, um, uh, things. Uh, and, uh, um, I guess, uh, if you want to, you want to actually the report is found instead of finding it on Google. I, uh, I put it on my website, Atlanta Marketing Center, USP dash checklist. Great. Yeah. I'll definitely include that in the show notes, um, as well as a, uh, link to, um, the 10 triggers that you gave us today and, uh, overall link to, uh, your website. Now, are there any other, uh, marketing or sales golden nuggets you'd like to leave the audience with? Yeah, I'm going to give you a really big one. I, I just finished it today. It's AtlantaMarketingCenter.com, your hyphen marketing hyphen department hyphen toolkit. That is a slideshare presentation that gives you everything from A to Z 
on how to grow your business by 10 times. Awesome. Now, is, so, there, is there any other way that the audience can, can connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on my website, you have, you have access to, you know, this there. I also have a thing on my website called a self-assessment. It's a self-assessment that was just beautifully engineered. Dan Teddy had supported it there. Joe Polish had it. Just like some great marketers came out with a, a business assessment that would be short and simple, that would really identify where the low-hanging fruit is, where the low-hanging fruit is, or where the easiest money is, or where you're leaving money on the table. So on my website, we're at atlantamarketingcenter.com forward slash self-assessment. You can go there. It takes about 15 minutes to go through the assessment. If you go through the assessment and you qualify, I'll get on the phone with, with you qualify with anybody for 30 minutes, and I'll, I'll just give you everything you need to solve your problems. Great, man. I want to I mean, thank you for all the value you provide to our audience. Um, I highly recommend that you guys go check out his website, AtlantaMarketingCenter.com, and take him up on his offer and his wealth of knowledge concerning um, direct response marketing. Just think, think 10 times. I'm going to 10 times something in my business every week. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Thanks. Have a good day, Andy. You too. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.